Ashwash and I'm Anna and welcome back to the Offbeat podcast. So we have um lost the clip the introduction of the introduction <laughs> which is yeah. super exciting. Yeah, we've shooted the introduction clip right right now for like thousandth time. We're very excited for this. Huh. Bro, I don't know why whenever we both record we need to like shoot it so many times otherwise we don't have a problem. Yeah, exactly. Just one take it's done. And this is like very irritating. Anyways, anyways, we have a very interesting guest on this episode. We have Tejas Mehta. Yeah, and he's only 16 and he's the co-founder and COO of his called YQ. And he'll obviously tell more about the uh startup during the episode but he has won award he has won the TYE Delhi award the best executed and best elevated pitch so continue listening because it's actually really good as we even dive into spirituality which yeah, is kind of totally unplanned yeah it was not but then it was really interesting it was a very interesting conversation so yeah thank you for listening they just give us a small intro about yourself so i'm basically a self motivated innovative enthusiastic entrepreneurial and curious teenager that's how i define myself but <laughs> i'm the co-founder and coo of a company called yq which is essentially a whatsapp chatbot based social distancing and queue management solution that helps individuals with their local shopping experience so we help we have three basic fu- functionalities of the chatbot it helps you find the best time slot to come it arranges for your order to get assembled before you make it to the store it gives shopkeepers predictive sales so that they can improve their va- uh, inventory management system and i as the coo manage the operations of the startup with my team which consists of a bunch of teenagers again all in the same age group of 13 to 18 13 to 18 that's interesting age group Exactly. I have so I mean, many questions for you. Yeah, just shoot. So, okay, first, like, okay, explain first the whole all, process to us. Okay. So, so I'll just start from how we met, etc. So all of us um, were a part of a businessman competition organized by the Indus Entrepreneurs, which is TIE. So all of us were expected to attend workshops at IIT Delhi, which is the Indian Institute of Technology, Delhi, and. basically we were in the middle of a bunch of 110 children and we just had to figure a way to make a team and we had to pitch a business plan now um, how we fit- made the team was essentially we were seeing who's active and we were just doing that and i just messaged one of the dudes and i'm like he was the only person out of the 110 people except for me who was in linkedin so that was the filtering process for you and i just messaged him and i'm like hey dude you seem smart let's just team up and let's just start a company <laughs> that's a very and, practical way of choosing people i guess <laughs> i mean i'd be wrong if i'd say i did an interview but yeah that's that's how it got started and then we went to um so initially we had uh, we were also given a mentor uh, mr remy obroy again very very helpful mentor we had a very good team we just gelled well and after that uh, we 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 initially till march the 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 pitch was expected to be in april um till march we were very sure we were doing a like until march 10th so we were pretty sure that we were going to do a psychology based startup so it was about stress levels in people blah 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 and that was basically we basically found their idea on a very simple note right we were like what's the biggest problem the world is going to face it was depression so we were like okay let's just solve depression but it was not a practical one 
and we couldn't have done that so we just did a more practical solution and we saw the lockdown in front of us and we we ourselves uh, experienced what was happening to kirana stores we really wanted to help them and we wanted to create a business idea that could help them digitize and use make use of technology right leverage technology in every form and that's what led to the idea of yq and that's how we started so um I, it could i can go as specific as march 28 9 pm that was the call we had and we decided <laughs> that the previous idea was just bullshit and create the new idea which all of us loved and all of us were interested in so that's how it started and after that uh, till may end it was just i mean lots of work lots of learning lots of love lots of fun that's that's all of the, that's literally all of iq and we used to have code nights till late uh, we used to enjoy ourselves we just create ideas create strategies all of us liked what we did and that's how we did it mm, that's very interesting but as i told you i'll be asking very basic questions first <clears throat> explain what's exactly a chatbot okay so a chatbot is essentially a, a technology based you can consider it to be a human being who's talking to you on chat right mm-hmm. so the idea is it's it's essentially a technology where so you message a person in a similar way you message a particular whatsapp number and you get a reply from them and that's a whatsapp chatbot for you right so in our case that was the, the chatbot was giving the store timings etc so it was almost we tried to create make it as real as possible as human as possible but again i mean uh, there are certain restrictions with respect to whatsapp and yeah i think we can talk about the technology problems and stuff that's a whole a whole story altogether but yeah, that's chatbot essentially what what a chatbot is and it's growing at a big pace uh, lots of companies are trying to build chatbots today for all sorts of functions from consumer uh, consumer engagement which is essentially just talking to consumers and uh, trying to trying to sell to everything to like servicing customer servicing right so if you want to recharge your phone it's best to just message someone on whatsapp that's cool so why not just do that so that was the idea but what again yq was obviously not recharging people's phones but yeah you get the idea so is this idea up and running or are you in the process have you got funding very okay so uh, let me answer this from the start so initially of course uh, i mean we're not we're, we're currently operational in just one locality in delhi green park but uh, we're not like i mean we're not like pan india or anything and we haven't raised any funding because i mean we had other things to do outside of yq and we had academic commitments etc so of course we're not like going all in so we don't have funding uh, but though i'm glad that the problems being solved in some form or the other around the country there have been so many new startups trying to solve this problem right from geo mart which is run by geo which actually came after us but i mean i'm not trying to say that they copied us or anything obviously but it's just that it's like a trend right so for example urban mobility which was essentially the growth of ola uber lift a lift broad right so or meru and other cab vendors right so similarly there's a trend of how to leverage technology to digitize um transactions which are typically low aov which is low average order value right so whether that's a kirana store uh, or that's anything for that matter right so could be like a like a stationery store a printing store it could be literally any local store that's why we just call it a local store it's it's a hyper local solution for local shopping too much local but yeah 
I don't when I go to a stationery store or wherever I don't really see the problem um I mean if I go there I just quickly pick whatever I want because the shop owner knows where things are kept so I don't really see where, which pro- aspect of which problem you're trying to tackle here So so number 1 uh, which is obviously the most important one is the risk of infection while you're going to the store uh, you have no guarantee at all that the number would be restricted at the store the number of people so when for example the initial surge of the lockdown the initial surge of covid right the lockdown started everybody was rushing to stores there were queues and these queues were not well maintained it was just essentially queuing being done very very manually right in mm-hmm. in the 21st century that's not at all how you queue right you you were literally people were all over the place outside grocery stores they were trying mm-hmm. to hoard stuff they were worried that they won't get essentials in the middle of the lockdown they worried about the logistics they thought that nothing's going to come food's going to end or some such thing but that's not at all the case right so we try we wanted to make shopping a fun and safe experience in the middle of the pandemic now um again i'm sure the uh, the question you're going to have is that how is this different from e-commerce and this is something which essentially was the idea so you said that you know the stationery store uh, a store owner knows where the things are kept right now that's exactly what we used to our advantage the store owner really understands his business right he's what you call a great businessman he understands where the things are kept he understands he's most store owners in india manage their inventory on paper and still they're able to handle their sales which is quite a difficult task i must say a business school grad would have a nightmare doing that so they are organized no doubt but again they cannot leverage technology to their advantage right and outside of sto- just stationery uh, like the consumer side of it for the shopkeeper it allows them to so once we advance it to a level where it's say pan india for example what you could do is you could literally manage their inventory and that's a really big thing today right you really want that inventory to be on a digital platform and not on paper it could be as basic as an excel sheet you don't need a data algorithm or something running but you really need it on 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 a digital interface if you want to do anything with their data whether that's predictive sales whether that's anything for that matter now when you look at a walmart right a walmart could in in for example us everybody shops from walmart Walmart could have fancy laptops, fancy predictive sales solutions, but in India, most Kirana store owners don't have laptops. They have very, very recently got access to smartphone, and that's a big thing for them. But everybody has a smartphone, so what they can literally do is our idea was simple. We don't need you to have a laptop. We don't need any fancy softwares. All we need to do, we need you to do rather, is you just need to have WhatsApp on your phone, and you need to have a working phone. Hmm. that's it and that was the idea of a whatsapp chatbot now uh, this could in terms of inventory help you to for predictive sales as i said and it could also help you um, manage your logistics in difficult times and once we are able to digitize the full funnel of this uh, full funnel of the transaction which starts from the wholesaler to the consumer right once the whole process is digitized we can think of a kirana store system which is as organized as walmart and we're literally going in that way with new competitors of ours like geomart which sort of came later after us but i mean i'm obviously not saying that they copied us but they did a really good task of really expanding the business and their idea was simple right let's just get all the reliance retailers to join 
a WhatsApp chatbot and so that they're able to manage their inventory, manage their sales, manage their transactions, ensure that um, social distancing is maintained. And that's the basic idea of ours. And this is typically for low average order value transactions. So low AOVs, which is, uh, so for example, a lot of the urban audiences think that they're, uh, they, you know, they don't go to Kirana stores, for example. So even the people who are going to large scale grocery stores, what they end up doing is they buy like, for example, two kgs of oils or three kgs of oils with a one plus one deal in a big grocery store. But their daily vegetables, fruits, eggs, dairy, etc. All of them come from local stores, whether that's a mother dairy, a safal, uh, or a or a street cart, like literally a sabzi wala or a fruit wala as they call it. So we are literally trying to digitize all of them. Also, one thing I forgot to highlight was we are we were trying to create the whole solution was uh, completely digitized. So the whole transaction was digitized using a Paytm API. So you could pay directly to the vendor on WhatsApp. Obviously, you were redirected to a Paytm uh, to your Paytm app. So there was no need for cash, and that was again we really wanted to make the whole transaction cashless, and that's the idea. COVID, I saw many of like these aunties around my house and even a few of my mom's friends. They used to put exhibitions and now they were coming online. Similarly, then eventually these, you know, fruit vendors also came online. They were like, you know, I'm coming and selling this this day. Everyone book how much you want. Spread really quickly. So how is your idea different than that? Because obviously it's a bigger hassle for these vendors to firstly learn something new. Because what's happening everyone now? something new is something that takes time so how are you convince them to come back come on and you know make make a community how will you do that so so first things first um that's the reason why we chose whatsapp so we did a survey and about 96 percent of the consumers chose whatsapp as their preferred medium then we talked to the retailers and we were like what do you prefer do you want us to make a website for you is that what works and all of them, they didn't understand websites. They didn't understand Chrome. What what they understood was WhatsApp because all of them were using WhatsApp in some way or form, right? So India, in India, 70% of mobile phone consumption, and this is not something that I'm making up. This is the new Omidyar Network NHB report, which is the next half billion, where they clearly state that 75% of, 70 to 75% of Mobile phone consumption is towards entertainment and social like conversations, etc. Right, social media. So they're not really doing commerce online, but they're very good in talking to friends online, talking to family online. They're talking to the extended family, which is in villages, for example. They're video calling them on WhatsApp, and for them, WhatsApp is the only solution they can they can use. Right, they don't even know how to use Zoom, but they know how to call a person on WhatsApp. And that was exactly the idea, right? So they knew how to use WhatsApp and we were like, okay, cool. So let's just make the whole solution on WhatsApp. While that was actually a harder task for us, right? So in terms of the technology, let me just highlight for anyone who's interested in technology and the listeners, um, a WhatsApp chatbot, you, for, for a WhatsApp chatbot, you need a WhatsApp business API account. And that's not the easiest thing in the world to get at all, right? Like a domain name, you go on to GoDaddy, get it boom you have a website but when you talk about a whatsapp chatbot you need something called as a whatsapp business api account which is different from a whatsapp business account so this is done in order if you want to automate chats etc 
uh, this was basically because there was you know fake news being transmitted using technology etc so they made it really difficult to get a whatsapp business api account so right now if you want to go via the direct route like you want to actually message whatsapp and email them or something and apply for a, for a, for a business api account it will take you somewhere around a year to get it whereas if you want to so the only way to get it is through a registered vendor so they have they have like registered people they just companies like haptic which is owned by geo neco there's um, there's a gupshop which recently became a unicorn just just based on the chatbot business um so you have to buy an api account from there and that's not the cheapest process at all like it's really really costly to get that we were glad enough that we sort of handled the technology of course we juggled a lot we were just juggling between different technologies we were trying all sorts of different technologies but we were we were glad that finally it struck we we found a way to do it efficiently effectively and not by not spending too much money we actually hardly spent any money but yeah, yeah but like, i mean you we, feel like you're doing something you're just cleaning your room you're listening to something and you're like okay i did something except for just you know clean yeah hey guys i'm ash and i'm anna and welcome back to the offbeat podcast and please wear your mask the second lockdown starting i don't yeah yes please do that and uh, today we are here with tejas mehta hi tejas hey guys how are you we're great how are you it just entering the lockdown in delhi i know so how long has it been uh, that since the lockdown's been declared there right now exactly like, 30 minutes as we record that's <laughs> such a great news honestly though my boards are going to get cancelled that's like the greatest news of all i wouldn't want anything else more than this <laughs> i was lucky enough to have my 11 so yeah Yeah, yeah, same here. So, Tejas, give us a small intro about yourself. So, I'm basically a self-motivated, innovative, enthusiastic, entrepreneurial, and curious teenager. That's how I define myself. But <laughs> I'm the co-founder and COO of a company called YQ, which is essentially a WhatsApp chatbot-based social distancing and queue management solution that helps individuals with their local shopping experience. So we help. We have three basic fu- functionalities of the chatbot. It helps you find the best time slot to come. It arranges for your order to get assembled before you make it to the store. It gives shopkeepers predictive sales so that they can improve their va- uh, inventory management system. And I, as the COO, manage the operations of the startup with my team, which consists of a bunch of teenagers. Again, all in the same age group of thirteen to eighteen. Thirteen to eighteen. That's interesting age group. Exactly. I have so I mean, many questions for you. Yeah, sure, just shoot. So, okay, first, like, okay, explain first the whole all... process to us. Okay. Sure. So, I'll just start from how we met, etc. So, all of us um, were a part of a businessman competition organized by the Indus Entrepreneurs, which is TIE. So, all of us were expected to attend workshops at IIT Delhi, which is the Indian Institute of Technology, Delhi, and basically we were in the middle of a bunch of 110 children and we just had to figure a way to make a team and we had to pitch a business plan now um, how we fit, made the team was essentially we were seeing who's active and we were just doing that and i just messaged one of the dudes and i'm like he was the only person out of the 110 people except for me who was in linkedin so that was the filtering process for you 
and I just messaged him and I'm like, "Hey, dude, you seem smart. Let's just team up and let's just start a company." <laughs> That's a very and, practical way of choosing people, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'd be wrong if I'd say I did an interview, but yeah, that's that's how it got started. And then we went to. Um, so initially, we had uh, we were also given a mentor, uh, Mr. Ramy Obroy again, very very helpful mentor. We had a very good team. We just gelled well. And after that, uh, we 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 initially till March, the 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 pitch was expected to be in April. Um, till March, we were very sure we were doing a like until March tenth or so. We were pretty sure that we were going to do a psychology based startup. So it was. about stress levels in people blah 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 and that was basically we basically found their idea on a very simple note right we were like what's the biggest problem the world's going to face it was depression so we were like okay let's just solve depression but it was not a practical one and we couldn't have done that so we just did a more practical solution and we saw the lockdown in front of us and we we ourselves uh, experienced what was happening to kirana stores we really wanted to help them and we wanted to create a business idea that could help them digitize and use make use of technology right leverage technology in every form and that's what led to the idea of yq and that's how we started so um it could i can go as specific as march 28 9 pm that was the call we had and we decided <laughs> that the previous idea was just bullshit and create the new idea which all of us loved and all of us were interested in so that's how it started and after that uh, till may end it was just i mean lots of work lots of learning lots of love lots of fun that's that's all that's literally all of yq and we used to have code nights till late uh, we used to enjoy ourselves we just create ideas create strategies all of us liked what we did and that's how we did it mm that's very interesting but as i told you i'll be asking very basic questions first <clears throat> explain what's exactly a chatbot okay so a chatbot is essentially a, a technology based you can consider it to be a human being who's talking to you on chat right mm-hmm. so the idea is it's it's essentially a technology where so you message a person in a similar way you message a particular whatsapp number and you get a reply from them and that's a whatsapp chatbot for you right so in our case that was the, the chatbot was giving the store timings etc so it was almost we tried to create make it as real as possible as human as possible but again i mean uh, there are certain restrictions with respect to whatsapp and yeah i think we can talk about the technology problems and stuff that's a whole a whole story altogether but yeah, that's chatbot essentially what what chatbot is and it's growing at a big pace uh lots of companies are trying to build chatbots today for all sorts of functions from consumer uh, consumer engagement which is essentially just talking to consumers and uh, trying to trying to sell to everything to like servicing customer servicing right so if you want to recharge your phone it's best to just message someone on whatsapp that's cool so why not just do that so that was the idea but what again yq was obviously not recharging people's phones but yeah you get the idea um okay so this is an idea that um, came up during covid time and at least till what i can think of it will only work during the covid time what after covid so first uh, first things first covid yes it 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 came up in the covid time no doubt it was probably ideated in the covid times so there was a huge um, it, it was a huge part of the idea 
But when you look at inventory management and digitization, that's really not a one-time process. And companies have understood this when you look at, for example, Misho. Misho is trying to get homemakers online, right? So while social distancing is one part, when we talk about digitization of vendors, of Kirana store owners, that's really a very, very crucial aspect. We need to manage our grocery systems. Otherwise, they would eventually fade out. This would lead to unemployment. These are the largest number of MSMEs in the world. So when we're talking about literally saving them, of course, we were not some not-profit organization. We were like, it was a for-profit idea. But the, the thing is that when people are constantly shopping, there's a habit that's going to be formed. They eventually would want to do this. Right. They want to use they would want to use YQ for the convenience. The shopkeepers would who anyway would like to get WhatsApp orders. Right. Why would they not? And it's really just getting a WhatsApp order and we we're essentially handling their tech stack. So I don't see any reason for people not using this after COVID. And I think people have proved this. Um, first of all, COVID, I don't know when it's going to go. And even if it mm. goes, I really don't think that the habit's going to go. I still think we're. Um, when, when we talk about work from home, we're going to talk about convenience uh, and more than convenience, the inventory management system is, it's just, it's almost something which is needed at a national level, not just one locality, not just one city. And when you go into the tier twos, tier threes, there's again, we're talking about social commerce, conversational commerce, and companies are becoming unicorns doing this. Gupshop, great example, Gupshop.io, which became a unicorn recently, and they sell WhatsApp business API accounts, essentially. Okay, so, so we. Topic? What? Okay, shush. Okay, was oh, that a bad answer, something? by the way? Were yeah. you asking something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, ask. No, no, I'm not asking something. I was like. No, I meant Sheila. You are. Actually, asking something. Sorry, sorry. Okay. okay, so I was asking. So we know that you listen to a lot of podcasts. Tell us something about that. Right. So first, um. I'm going to answer from the aspect of just like I listen to them. So it's just like it's 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 a source of knowledge for me. I don't really read much, honestly speaking. I read like research articles and stuff, but I don't read novels or books. I'm not at all into fiction and I have not read many nonfiction books either. So podcast is uh, it's it's like a good source of knowledge for me. And I just like of uh, audio as a medium. Like, I mean, we're always glued to our screen best to use audio and audio is going to grow and i'm just like for every sort of content you can think of i love what's going behind going on behind the scenes as much as i love what's on camera or on tape mm. so i think podcast as a medium is going to grow and i see a lot of good indian podcasts uh, and yeah i mean even worldwide like straight like i watch a lot of stuff from joe rogan gary v to the ranveer show and to the to, to the advertising is dead, which is my recent favorite. So yeah, what podcasts are something I love, and I think it's a great way to gain knowledge. Again, this is uh, sorry if I'm digressing, but I think again, uh, people have this idea that no, you you don't need to learn, you need no, you don't need to do anything if you're an entrepreneur or something. That's not at all true. I think strategies are made. If we were able to strategize a product, if we were able to create a product, that was because we understood processes in some way or form, maybe it was not as mature. We maybe wouldn't have juggled between platforms if we were an adult or something. But again, what with whatever we could, uh, there was obviously a certain amount of learning, which is, again, learning in the sense that it would be content from which you learn, it would be observation. 
i think observational learning is again something that helped me a lot but yeah podcast so podcast by the way i've been a recent entrant it's i think with yq so a- april was when i really started getting into podcast regularly i listened to a few podcasts which were like the big ones and i wasn't a regular i just mm-hmm. into them once in a while but nowadays yeah i'm i'm heavy into podcasts i really love podcasts like i'm doing anything it just like makes doing something more productive multitasking it just exactly. makes i don't know it makes me more focused which is not how multitask it's one of yeah. the only ways to get like well knowledge uh, while passively listening to it like passively focusing you can literally have a podcast on and you could be doing anything right you could you could i i mean i won't advise people to study or work while listening to a podcast but you could like you could be doing something which is not so important for example say cleaning your shoes or something right you just have a podcast on you could do whatever yeah that's actually i'm okay though i'm a host of a podcast i am not fan of a podcast it's just yeah for me at least <laughs> Okay for me <laughs> looking at the screen is more entertaining than listening but recently after you've suggested few shows yes i really like the ranveer show i have heard a few of his shows and it's very engaging that's what i realized i'll uh, get more into podcasts maybe yeah though i think the truth is that video podcasts in india are a thing so that's why i think great example ranveer show i'm just taking it as a case study if you look at it um, he releases all this podcast on youtube and that's for a reason like one would say why would you want to release a podcast on youtube that's just absurd it's an audio podcast some meant to be audio not video but he creates well produ- uh, produced videos for all his podcasts that the main reason is that right now the audiences the masses are on youtube and the truth is that they're not really into podcasts in a very very big way right now branded podcasts are a very recent thing to india as recent as like i don't know 2 3 months back uh, i know few of the initial podcast uh, companies like for example ivm which recently got acquired by pratilipi which is a tension backed company um, they're again focusing on the masses and we're probably going to see a platform which is as large as spotify maybe for audio but again that's it's going to take its time and right now the audiences are on youtube so the it makes sense to get people to first watch the video and then probably eventually they're going to shift to audio that's what happened with most people and again seen in clubhouse people now don't even want to chat on like they don't want to they don't want to chat they want to just talk or on audio they don't want to switch on their cameras because probably they're doing something at home and they don't want the world to see so they're just like okay let's go on to clubhouse and talk to professionals talk to whoever we want to and that's again a very cool idea i mean if he's uploading it on the youtube he's getting more views he's being paid why not just do it i mean it's the best way of actually eventually people would come to come to audio as a platform because after a point they're going to understand that they might like audio right they'll at least get to try it so once they've seen the video maybe sometime if they have a spotify app on their phone they're going they're going to just try it out for 5 minutes and maybe they like it right so it's a good way of getting people to the audio platform because Ranveer Alawadia I think again is a massive I think whenever I talk about content creators in India I think he's I give this example to everybody literally everybody I think he's really smart in the sense that he 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 puts business 
as important as for him business is as important as content creation which essentially is really important a lot of people are very good content creators but they don't understand the business side of it which is very essential if you look at it you cannot be just a good content creator you also have to understand the business this idea that you're going to be a creator and money is going to come your way the truth is that youtube money won't make you a billionaire it's not going to happen but that could be a source yeah. Yeah, you need to expand from that see youtube is like marketing you can do your marketing over there and then you can expand and start new businesses where you can actually earn exactly so, so see there's two models one is obviously the sponsored model so you get into brand deals which again i think are already happening in such a big way right and brand deals also more uh, more of a where there's more of an intimate relationship between the creator and the company like right now we see brands they're like almost like okay this is the this this is the cream i use so please use this that yeah. doesn't that that's not good advertising because the truth is while companies might think they're going to get billions of views they're just not going to get it the truth is that people don't need billions of views if you look at ranveer alabadia's english channel that's the reason he diversified into hindi right he understood the masses are in hindi that's why he diversified and recently i saw that he's doing tamil or telugu or something also so he understands the market is in the vernacular languages right so daily hunt again a very good example which is a news company they are currently the largest uh, in terms of uh, overall consumption just because of the vernacular language not, not because of anything else they don't a lot of their content is done from other like other sources so that's mm-hmm. a great example uh, so again what he's trying to do really uh, what beer biceps as a company is trying to do is number one create the brand ranveer alabadia which he can leverage in his own business and two he's trying to uh, of course get into sponsor deals probably i mean i don't know him obviously so i mean probably that's the idea and again his his stuff at monk entertainment which is a talent management agency again is doing cool stuff so he understands the business aspect and if you look at it like i have seen a few of his video uh, videos like fitness videos in like 2016 or something and i really thought i mean i don't know maybe it's just a thing i think he was like he was on track even then he was the only indian youtuber um, probably he was the only indian fitness youtuber back then but even if there were other people even the ones even the very very famous ones didn't put like sources it was almost like fake news right you don't know if they're tra- speaking the truth but this dude put references in the youtube description he literally added like harvard articles he he referenced them he cited them and that's really like it, that that just shows you how interested and how invested he was even in the start i don't know what i was saying yeah okay i was asking uh, you like breaking down uh, businesses like you want to see um what is their basic strategy which is the recent business that you really like the business strategy or the concept or the advertising whatever whichever aspect which did you so, find really creative so i mean i just i find one business school every single day i think but uh, boiling down i don't know recently but there's one <laughs> there two there two three companies that really stand out one is sleepy owl again a very niche product uh it's more for the urban audiences tier one audiences Uh, but if you look at that company I, i've always been intrigued by that company from the very first day so they first had a coffee sort of a it it came in a cardboard box with a tap attached to it so you could just like press the tap and you could get coffee on tap 
that was the initial idea now they have cold brew bags which you brew over 24 hours they have packaged bottles for cold brew they really created almost a new segment within the coffee industry which was not dependent on instant coffee it was actual coffee but yet it was um yet it was um it was accessible for the public people could consume it right and i understand this is not like a mass product right now it's much more of a niche ttc company but i think they're doing great stuff with their marketing um i think their marketing their, their videos their video production anybody interested in marketing should just see sleepy owls videos on instagram just super cool stuff um another idea i think which is not at all i mean it wouldn't be new to most people would be cred i think cred just does i mean as simply put what was the first ad that went viral not everyone gets it literally not everyone gets it people need to understand they played the humor card and um this is something i'm really uh, like people don't know how how much of a business aspect it is of course it was creative in the sense that uh there's the former indian captain if i'm not wrong rahul ravid who who was who was saying indra nagar ka gunda hoon mai which is the tag line and he was mm-hmm. he was breaking cards but oh. uh, if you look at it uh, very few people know that the ad was made by tanmay bhat who's one of the most famous comedians in india um he he conceptualized the ad along with devaya bopanna and two other people and ddb mudra which is one of the largest marketing agencies advertising agencies in india so it's really getting the new sort of these innovative ideas which which i guess were from the tanmay bhat side and then getting the structure and the strategy from the ddb mudra and they together combined with kunal shah's idea of cred and really understanding the distribution which i think both tanmay as a creator and ddb mudra as an agency understood how to how to literally make this viral and this is really what i'm interested in like people watch um things that are going viral while i understand that you know you get a lot of viewership blah 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 which is good but the truth is it's not monetizable hype right it's essentially hype creation what is it right for a brand it's hype creation but if you're just you know if you're sitting in a car and cussing that's that can go viral it surely can but would a brand want to be there i don't think so right mm-hmm. a brand wouldn't want to be associated with a person for example who's just making who's who's making songs which no which is just funny right mm-hmm. so you wouldn't want to do that a few people can crack it by the way which is i think um, yashraj mukhate if i'm pronouncing his name right yeah. and if i know him right yeah uh, yeah as funny as it sound he really was able to handle it he has proper managers in place he has proper production in place so he was able to handle it but very few people can do that if you look at most of the super viral videos um they they just viral they funny probably they people they get they get people's views but views don't translate to money and this is something people need to understand uh, something that i am not interested in something which has 25 million views i want something which has 1 million views or for that matter has 50000 views but if out of those 50000 even 10000 people can pay for your product you're done you're sorted and i think tanmay bhat again is one of the few people who's been able to handle the masses like he's he's playing the mass game uh but a uh, very few people are able to do that again there is a lot of business involved in content creation it's not a one one thing that you know you just start making jokes one day there's scripting there's editing there's 
there's ideation there's a lot of things so it's not a one day thing but again fred did a great job and previously with the they did with bollywood stars which was so basically bollywood stars come for an audition and they tell them that a voice over is better than your dancing so they essentially trying to play the humor game right they're trying to make people laugh and people would tend to associate themselves to this right and this is really monetizable hype creation um and you saw everybody coming on the bandwagon so for example zomato uh, posted mm-hmm. that uh, deliveries might be delayed in indira nagar because of a gunda on the street and then literally 20 people started tweeting on the same thread so it's it's really about monetizable hype creation not just hype creation for the sake of it for the sake of getting viral going viral doesn't help you unfortunately yep yeah so talking about interest i want to say for this entrepreneurship contest and all these students have these unique ideas and one like the, i remember the winning one was something about light bulbs being made out of plastic bottles and all these ideas you your mind opens up listening to this listening to all these people's views on different subjects and it's so interesting to go back and then actually read about it and then like going back 6 months later and seeing where they are i find it so interesting yeah for sure i mean everybody now has like there are a lot of people having ideas and yeah it's interesting it's really interesting it's going to a good place i think with the whole college entrepreneurship thing and i mean india is now actually seeing dorm room funds which is really cool so dorm room funds is essentially funds which are managed by entrepreneurs so uh, like or, no, sorry what am i saying managed by college students uh, for entrepreneurs for college entrepreneurs so they invest in college entrepreneurs and the person who is investing like the venture capitalist is i mean there are obviously a few seasoned entrepreneurs uh, seasoned venture capitalists in the team but the ma- the majority of the team is uh, it consists of uh, students current students college students mostly post grad we're already seeing that uh, we, india had one of the first in asia i forgot the name i think it's called grad capital there's also the campus fund and some colleges are trying to get on this there's the stanford angels so a lot of people are trying to do this so yeah college entrepreneurship is, is on the rise and even school entrepreneurship but again people need to understand that uh, it, it, you shouldn't romanticize the process it's not as if it's the you shouldn't do you should do it for the right reasons if you like it and you want to do it that's great please go on but if you're doing it that you will seem cool um, unfortunately it's not at all cool uh, and secondly i mean that that much i can tell you for sure it's not all that cool and secondly and more importantly um it's you need to have an interest you, and it's some amount of it is literally inherent interest like you just have it from somewhere you don't know from where and um you you also need to understand that you won't unfortunately if you're like into any sort of an academic program any board any whatever if you're committing to a, a school a, a certain curriculum you you're studying you have coursework you you might not be able to give your 100% in the sense that you might not go pan india you won't get investments i till now hardly actually no high school entrepreneur at least in india has got investment um and again investment is literally um, there are a lot of things involved right so for example something as simple as a term sheet people don't know what term sheets are and they're talking about investments you could get into a big time trouble if you're not in a so like there are things like right of first refusal and such technical terms in a term sheet 
you need professional help there is it's not all that easy understanding a term sheet is not all that basic you need to understand the term sheet that's just the first thing when you talk about investment so don't go don't just i mean it's great i mean everybody thinks that they're going to make a big of course dream dream with your eyes open dream a lot but don't think that it's not i mean don't consider yourself a failure if you're not making it to like the biggest of the big like if you're when you're for example uh, say competing with a flipkart you won't go be as big as flipkart because honestly they work day hard day in and day out but just the fact that you took initiative and you probably created the strategy you understood and it's more of a learning process and an experience so it's learning and yeah it's it's an experiential process it's a holistic growth process it will probably i can show you it will teach you more than your coursework but uh thinking that it's going to go super super big in the sense that of course maybe not for profits could but like a for profit organization if you expect to be like a billionaire then be ready to put in the hard work and that's really a lot of hard work it's not all that easy at all which probably i would put in maybe if i didn't have academic curriculum but i don't think anybody in the yq team or myself included want to drop out or anything of that nature i mean this was a great we, we it, it's a great experience doing it it's a lot of learning but maybe we won't make it like we won't be the biggest uh, biggest player in the market but that's all cool hmm so um yeah uh, recently what have you been doing what are you into for me i have i've come i like i'm having this phase phase of life where i'm writing poems i am <laughs> interested in spirituality and stuff it's crazy so what are you into uh what am i into that's a very hard question to answer so i'm quite a marketing maverick so i'm i'm always researching on what a company is doing i think again learning can be a lot of observational learning right if you talk about how i got interested in startups uh, i know this is not like actually the answer but i'll get to the answer if you see why i got interested in startups in the first place was because simply because like it was the whole observational process right i used to for example talk to my dad about this right he used to tell me about certain companies which are raising funds they're doing this they're doing that and he never like he, he didn't put in difficult terms like you know daus or which is by the way very simple it's just daily active users but you know they create a bunch of these terms and i know all of these terms and i honestly use those terms and people hate it but yeah i mean you don't need to use these terms you don't need to read books nobody like my parents like my dad never told me to go and just read a 600 page book or read a research article i did that on myself right so it was just it's just about create being inquisitive and someone pushing you that way and once you're inquisitive you're really on your own you can literally find anything on google right if you want to do it you'll do it but i mean you have to be going towards that so i think i'm always already inquisitive so i've got that push the certain push which people required mentors friends uh family and even like uh yq co-founders which are as much of a friend as my school friends now i think so obviously may my school friends are like very very old friends of mine like 13 14 years so maybe the i mean i don't think there's any difference but so there's there right where uh, but also now i think i'm 
again as i said it's just a continuous process i'm learning about new businesses i'm reading about new businesses i'm i'm talking about like i'm thinking trying to learn more of marketing i'm trying to learn more of data for example leveraging data uh within marketing i think digital marketing is essentially the amalgamation of tech data media and strategy right so really debunking all of those which is tech data media and strategy within marketing and entrepreneurship which essentially means so i i am one of the very few people who reads the actually a lot of people read it in the startup ecosystem but i don't know if people read it outside of it uh so i read this thing known as the your story newsletter i read it every single day it's just basically it comes in my inbox and tells me all startup news and i usually tend up googling what the company does how the company earns money etc etc and obviously i have school and yeah you mentioned spirituality that's quite a new i don't think a lot of teens do <laughs> that we have to talk about that yeah, right that's now something after you're done i'm also confused no it's just so, there was a point of time okay it all started like in bus <laughs> okay wow <laughs> Uh, so if we were Go all ahead. in a bus and some some friend he was like dude don't tell stuff that you don't believe in and that's when it struck i was like oh okay i shouldn't believe in god if i don't actually know if it's true and then i started questioning and my grandfather is like a huge devotee of krishna is all into iskon and you talk to him you can you'll get a, a one hour lecture about it so i started like arguing with him a lot a lot to a point where he started hating me uh to a point where he would disown me <laughs> so at that point i stopped i was like maybe i will read what he's reading and then argue with him with a better knowledge there my arguments are all baseless that's what i realized after talking to him so that's i started getting into i started reading bhagavad gita and then it's it's slowly right um right. inducing into me it's very interesting yeah so same so i'm yeah by the way i'm interested in a lot of subjects across like across subjects like there's no such one thing which i like or love there's there's a lot of things right i think generalists triumph in a specialized world it's as easy as it is but see so like how i figured out what is why i like business i think it's the concept of ikigai which is one of the very few books i've read um mm. so right you know that's the passion profession vocation etc right so every interest of mine kind of intersects at business but i have a lot of interest including spirituality and i think yeah so i think spirituality will i mean um so on one side there's the religion debate which sort of tends to get mixed with the spirituality thingy which is right. just, it's it's creating chaos hmm. in actuality i think uh, spirituality number one first of all just a disclaimer i am no experienced person i'm not so spiritually Same. advanced or anything so i'm not someone who can guide or something on anything of that nature i just like from the little bit i read about it i think it's a great concept and honestly it's uh you know I, i mean i'm very interested people almost say like why are you like why do you talk about india and everything right like mm-hmm. i talk about indian startup ecosystem marketing in india and companies in india and mm-hmm. indian msmes indian kirana stores mm-hmm. uh it's essentially the idea of india which interests me it was literally a 
an intellectual hub. So if you look at history, not necessarily spirituality, we were a, we were a generation, the initial Indian sort of, Indian, by the way, India was an idea. It was never a political identity. India was an idea. It was it, it, very recently we did we get independence and you talk about spirituality and all that, right? So we were really advanced in that sense. We were intellectuals. And I think spirituality played a big role. And today you have medical science research, which is saying that faith is good. Spirituality can can be helpful in uh, mental health, uh, in, in keeping your mental health, keeping yourself sane and all that. But also on the other side, it's, you know, faith can help you. That's true. Uh, and that's, you don't need religion for that, right? So I think spirituality is more inward. So it's essentially your body helping you and probably a higher soul guiding you, if that makes sense. I think that's what it is. But uh, again, I don't know. I, I cannot explain it in large terms. But yeah, I li- listen to like a lot of spirituality, I think. I've also like watched documentaries and stuff on spirituality. Uh, like, for example, uh, there's this documentary on uh, YouTube, which is the reality of truth. Right. So they try to investigate on the reality of truth. Now they are, they talk about ayahuasca and drug, uh, people consuming narcotics, etc. <laughs> Please don't, I mean, I'm not saying have narcotics or any such thing, but they basically try to, a big, huge part, even though like the, if you look at the trailer, you'll think that they're just talking about ayahuasca. Actually, they're talking about a lot more, right? So they're talking about things across the spectrum. What is truth, for example? Now, there could be many ways of answering it, right? So it's essentially, I think spirituality is a part of you and it's going to come out in some form or way at some point in life, probably. Hmm. But again, that's, I think, quite a jumbled explanation. So that tells you that yeah, I'm not like into, into it. But I read it, like, I read about it, but I, I don't, like, I'm not experiencing any spiritual, I'm not on a spiritual path or something. And also, by the way, I don't think, spirituality, I think, like, there's this person called Sarvesh Sashi, Shashi, who's, uh, who, who runs Sarva, which, by the way, has got investment from everybody, uh, like, they, they, he got he got investment from Jennifer Lopez, she, he got investment from uh, Malaika Arua Khan and these people he talks about it right so spirituality doesn't mean you leave the world and you know I don't know you you go on some you, you, you're too you, you are, you're just inwards yeah. and you're sitting in a room which is closed and you're meditating or something that's not true at all you can just be spiritual in general process you don't have to be meditating all the time that's not at all necessary it's really the concept of being in the present at the end of the day and yoga promotes it and it's also like, for example, in yoga, there's a principle which I read about, which is Ekadrishti or something. I, I, I'm really sorry. I don't know the term. Ekadashi, is it? Okay, cool, cool. Oh, that's you know, quite a lot. So Ekadashi is, it's it's like one focus, one aim, right? If I'm not wrong. Oh, Ekadashi. wait, no, that's something else. That's something else. The word is different. I know Ekadashi it. Ekadashi is a day. Yeah, month. that's what I thought you were saying. The date. It's like you're talking about something. No, it's what ek, is it called? Ek, ek or something. Ek. Ekagrata. Sorry, my bad. Ekagrata, which means yeah. concentration, <laughs> literally. So it's really 
ekagrata and all these concepts right so it's really focusing on what you have to do and that could be materialistic you don't have to have some aim that you're going to solve world problems by meditating and stuff like that of course it's good to be positive and all that but don't i mean at least i don't think i'm going to do anything of that nature at all like i'm not leaving I'm, like i'm not stopping thinking about money and sitting in a room and meditating that's not what i'm doing and that's what that's what spirituality fo- spirituality focused on if you look at it we as a society were largely largely evolved because of spirituality not because of religion religion was the outcome of spirituality is what i think i think religion came much later it was more of documentation and culture which got transformed into religion which then got transformed into polarization and now it's a chaos hmm but for, um, for me it's just uh, it's just it's very comforting for us to think that there is someone who's watching us who exactly. will take care of everything uh, just do your best and leave it up to him it's very comforting for us to listen to such stuff like there is someone who will take care of us so exactly. i think that is the whole concept that is what i at least feel so yeah, but this exactly. is like so that's, much that's actually that's actually god for most people hmm like like for example i know in the labor like like in the initial days of the lockdown if you talk to people right there was almost so this is actually i me talking to a kirana store owner and i'm like you know i obviously talked to him in hindi i'm like what what are you going to do what's the strategy uh, there was there were rumors that there's going to be no uh, trans the, the logistics are going to fail the countries going to go into some sort of a famine there's no there's not going to be no food nothing which was obviously not true but i mean i'm like what what's your strategy to overcome this right mm-hmm. and you get answers in india like uh, so that guy told me uh, strategy nahi pata but bhagwan kuch dekh lega now which truly translates to god would do, see some do something or see some see on you now that's essentially he might have an image of god which is associated with a particular god but that's not essential for everybody right you could right. it's just the idea of faith at the end of the day when you talk about medical science also when they talk about prayer and all that it's it's faith it's not about religion it's faith mm-hmm. and spirituality it's concepts like ekagrata which is concentration which i'm not going to remember <laughs> i'm not going to forget now yeah. uh, so uh, that's the idea right so yeah i mean it's it's and they really talk about such things like i i mean famous businessmen talk businessmen talk about like things like you know uh, is desh mein strategy nahi destiny hoti hai right it is okay. i mean <laughs> now that's too much to say you're essentially saying we're going all in all our savings are into this we don't know what's going to happen but someone's going to save us now who's going to save us nobody knows hmm that's a bold statement to make when you're like it's easy to talk about it as an academic or as a as a person doing a podcast or as a researcher right but it's one thing to actually be in a situation of you could literally die of hunger and you're telling that god's going to save you that's quite a lot that's i mean that's ridiculous see there exactly. is the government amount, ready to take up this responsibility i don't think so certain amount of faith yes it's comforting to listen and uh, tell that yeah we'll rely on him but totally depending upon them okay so that kirana store guy for example if he just said bhagwan dekh lega and then he wouldn't take any action his family would starve he should yeah yeah 
obviously sure, like, it was an exaggeration he was taking all sorts of action yeah but yeah i get I'm it i'm just trying it. to i'm just trying to talk about the idea so yes, like yes, the, the, the sentence he spoke to me was this exactly that bhagwan dekh lega now bhagwan obviously so you obviously i mean i'm not saying you stop working and say bhagwan dekh lega yeah exactly nothing going to work out there but but these are the kind of people i see like bhagwan dekh lega and they'll completely leave it so these are the kind of people i have seen in my circle that should change so oh 100% i mean i'm all in for that i do not support that in any way i'm not saying you stop working and as i said i'm not going into some zen mode there's nothing of that mm, sort no. like this it's just you have to i mean yeah you you i don't mean you stop stop thinking and stop strategizing i mean i think mm. i the thing i like the most is strategizing so i won't leave that for god right now right yeah and it's so, so what i was saying okay listen what i was saying is like there kind of there are two kinds of things things that are in your control and things that are not in your control things that are not in your control you can't like waste your time thinking about that but the things you that are in your control don't leave that up to god like yes. i can't sit at home being like you know i've not studied anything for my next exam i can't sit yeah. over there and hope that god will suddenly do a miracle and i and i pass i can't I'm do just, that that's under my yeah, control that things that are not under my control i can't sit and stress about that at the same time yeah yeah 100% so like for example when i was talking to that kirana store guy he was not really talking about his business essentially right i mean of course his business but more about his survival literally right mm. now when you for example in the labor situation that happened in delhi especially right there was uh, the migrant labor crisis people were literally depending on a higher power to save themselves now they wanted to go home that's all they wanted Hmm. that doesn't mean they stopped people traveled on foot right hmm. so people were traveling by foot i don't know how many kilometers which we would be tired if we were in a car and yeah. that right so now that requires both rigor and strategy and spirituality so when you want to do literally the perfect thing you need all these things and a lot more by the way including luck i think from what i know i think luck is a factor Do you believe in luck? Um uh so some people say they believe in probability I think I don't believe in luck but uh to a certain extent I believe that there uh, there is something you're made for So mm-hmm. for example if say I am made for running a particular startup I'm going to go there eventually right mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean i stop working and seeing that you know whenever it happens i'm going to work till then i'm enjoying that's not the point but um there could be a particular direction which is made by someone some higher power or something like that i don't know honestly so i don't know if i believe in luck but mm. i surely think that there is something out of out of people's control when they do anything including business like mm. things are out of con- Th- th- there are things which are not in people's control it's just you cannot control it um it's i mean it could be anything right you could be getting into a political situation right you could be for example you could be getting into something which is um you know you you didn't nothing wrong but for example okay you could uh, there was elections in some particular state and the mm-hmm. people had to shut shop now mm-hmm. what's the reason now they they can they cannot blame their strategy they didn't know that the that a, a particular person would thrash their store they can't 
they can't mm. covid right i mean you couldn't have planned covid Definitely. people are talking about you know having planned all pandemics i mean in an ideal world yes but the truth is it was very difficult to anticipate such a situation hmm it it was almost impossible frankly speaking virologists were always talking about that yes we could see a pandemic but that the idea that it would be so big so long was unheard of hmm. nobody thought that would happen far off future no one thought it would be right in front of our eyes everyone was like you know in 17 years 70 years something is going to happen and 80 years is going to happen and now it's like okay we are in it exactly so exactly my point so i mean i don't know i i won't call it luck but something which is out there are things which are out of your control let me just put it this way yeah. do you believe that everything happens for a reason that yes, falls into the same thing as luck uh, that's not the same thing as luck that's also not the same thing as destiny honestly but yeah i i believe in that yes true but like you know i don't know i i don't know what i'm saying yeah i mean it yeah i do believe that everything happens for a true i i i surely believe in that no doubts uh, no it's these, these are the things i have mixed opinion about so it's oh. like happens then yeah that also happened for a reason that's for sure that's that's 100% sure mm. that much i know that that i can be sure of. i don't know these are very disputing uh, yeah debate yeah, yeah. yeah and and whatever we argue at like just baseless yeah true yep so this was a very deep conversation it went from startups really to well. spirituality yeah yeah it went across spectrum but yeah i think honestly yeah, as i said you don't have to have one thing you like or one thing you follow hmm. you just need to figure out where the intersection is so that's right. the idea of holistic education i know right hmm. i think i i give credit to my school for this uh you know they've always the the motto of our school is self realization cannot be achieved by the weak but hmm. which in sanskrit means a, a particular line which i didn't pay attention to uh <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah self realization cannot be achieved by the weak but so there's a lot i mean probably none of us have realized ourselves hmm. obviously but there's a lot to happen so and also holistic growth right it's not just about growing in one spectrum it's about growing in all spectrums of life so that's again something my school professed for hmm okay so just last question just for new okay you are also new but uh, what about the people who just want to start what would be one tip that you want to give them oh, so uh, lots of tips i think first would be uh, to number one i think i can divide business in like learning business and implementing business in four five different levels so one would be foundation you know like you have course work foundational credit courses right so you'll have foundational courses you have you have uh, observational learning you have experiential learning and you have theoretical learning so foundation foundational learning i think is accelerated for people who know someone personally usually who's into business involved in business involved in startups and blah 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 right so like for example okay i'll just i'll, I'll along the process i'm going to tell you what happened for what worked for me for as just going about this process so when you talk about um 
Oh, foundational uh, for learning. That was essentially when I was learning about, for example, from my dad, like just basics of how a business works, right? Which could be something as simple. And by the way, foundational learning doesn't involve you and it doesn't require any technical knowledge whatsoever, right? Mm. You don't need any technical knowledge. You don't need some fancy terms. All you need to understand is, for example, why you want to earn profit. Like this is the idea of that, you know, that people who... Uh, are for example you know people who are born in educated families tend to be educated for example that's not just because of money and power that's also because people tend to understand concepts in a different way people tend to see the world in a different way people tend to see businesses in a different way so that's really foundational right you understanding profit just basic of profit right why do you earn profit you have to invest in money you have to get money there is a risk involved and there is a lot of hard work involved blah 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 right and then this could obviously be basic of strategies. Like, for example, if you go to a particular cafe, why do you go to that one and not the other one? Now, this mm-hmm. could be made into a very complex research problem, but it could also be simply that you like it. And why do you like it? Because they advertised it in a particular way, for example. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's essentially foundational learning. But then is observational learning. Again, all of these sort of intersect at some point. But... I say observational learning is just you being inquisitive, so you're learning businesses, which means not not like mucking up stuff, please. No, nothing, nothing like that works. All you got to do is literally look at, for example, um, if I'm looking at good startups right now, right? So I'm looking at, for example, a new startup which is coming up, say, in the insurtech space, which is insurance technology space. So how are they doing it? How are they gaining the trust of the people? There's a, there's a process involved. It's not just a... If people think that, that you know, you, you, some, something's going to happen, it's just, it's just happened by chance. Nothing has happened by chance. People, uh, there's chance involved. There's luck maybe involved. But you, it, it's a lot more. You have to know how a particular thing is run, why a particular company strategizes its product in a particular way, why is the platform in a particular way, etc., so, you know, you need to know that um, this is this is the way of, this is the way XYZ company tried to uh, scale up, right? They tried to, uh, they tried to increase the number of locations they were in, for example, or, you know, how they solve logistics. You know, people talk about this, that first time founders focus on the product, second time founders focus on the distribution, right? So distribution is a very important product. As I to, as I was telling you that I think content would be something people would relate with. Uh, Tanmay Bhatt doesn't work just because he's funny. He works because because of a number of reasons which uh, which include talent, managers, uh, his team, editing, production. Uh, again, a great example would be Netflix. I mean, you look at Netflix, how they try to promote their shows. There's a full process behind it, right? How a company is implementing embedded advertising, for example, there's a full process behind it. It's not just that they created a particular content piece which went viral. It's for a reason. Again, I'm not saying things don't get viral by chance, as I said earlier. There are things which get viral but aren't monetizable. But the real tangible virality and hype creation, not virality, I would like to say hype creation, is for a reason. It's it, There's a strategy involved. So looking at the strategy, looking at different strategies of people would just help you build your own strategy for your product or platform or anything. So that's, um, that's really observational learning. Then would be theoretical learning would just mean, I mean, maybe you want to read research articles. 
outside of that there are legal aspects of business how you want to get registered how do you how do you plan on managing your people how how are the if you're for example i mean i'd say at least learn about it even if you're not like getting into investment you should know what a term sheet is and things like these i think all of this is really available i'd be more than happy to suggest those if you want in, after this so like for example uh, in term sheets uh, there's there's this course of stanford which is ms and e 476 by ernestine fu uh, she's one of the most young she's one of the youngest venture capitalists in the bay area you can just listen to her for term sheet terms basic basic terminology is used in a venture capital term sheet for example then laws there are laws in place you obviously have to understand them in certain cases you have to understand then is really how you are as a person because you need to understand other people if you want to serve something to them right it's essentially like appealing to them your product has to appeal to the people so that there, there's again a, an aspect of marketing strategizing etc again if you want any any follow ups i'm more than happy to answer any sources etc you're more than happy to answer yeah uh thanks for reaching out we really enjoyed this conversation we really really enjoyed this was one of the best uh, podcast like we enjoyed personally <laughs> having a talk Yeah. So. Oh, it was it was lovely. Okay, guys. Great stuff. It was lovely talking to you guys. Yes, I hope you had a good experience with your first podcast. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, even though I've been listening to a lot of them, yeah, this was my first podcast. True. Yay! Wow, amazing. Yes. As we said in the introduction, if any of you guys want to reach out, we love love to talk. yeah dm onto <laughs> of the beat podcast if that's our instagram it's ID. in the bio i don't remember the username wow okay so you can also email us of the beat uh, at gmail.com so i don't think that's, that's it. it shut up i don't think that's it Hello. okay fine okay that's anyways it. thank you for yeah. listening thank you long thank you Uh yes signing off Ash and Anna bye bye